Welcome back, family. It's your guys from the sideline, guys. I am your host, Twenty, aka Twan. And let me give you our email, which is from the sideline guys with an S at gmail.com. My Twitter and Instagram is branding underscore elite. And then I'm only one half of the host, so I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic. Bro, go ahead and introduce yourself. Appreciate that, man. What's going on, everybody? Family and friends. This is your boy, Charlie, back at it again on this NBA podcast special. I also go by Bobo as well. Like I say on every show, you can call me Bobo because we all family. There's like my other co-host as well. And my Twitter name is Charlie8606, NBA Draft Special, NBA Creation. So I'm going to pass it back to you, Twan. Pass it back to all you. All right. Man. All right. And then, hey, I got to introduce the originator of the From the Sidelines before we change it to From the Sideline guys for other situations and reasons. But he's back to join us as a special guest. Today, so I'm about to pass the mic to again the originator of the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Welcome back to the family. What's going on, y'all? I'm proud to be back from the show with y'all. Sitting here kicking it with the from the sideline guys. One of the original hosts this ship boy, L Y underscore G E N B. Get ready to talk NBA from the sideline guys. Man, tell us what's going on. Tell us what y'all been up to since I've been coming. Damn. Damn. Man, we we just keeping the show rolling. We keeping the show rolling. Glad to have you on. Man, appreciate you, you know, taking the time to, you know, give your thoughts on the draft that we about to get into. Yep. And then in the second half of the show we're gonna talk a little free agency here. So uh yep. so like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the words out of Charlie's mouth and say, Hey, let's 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 get it let's get it cracking here. <laughs> hey, that, see that ain't what I say, man. I said let's get right into it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, was man, the, I was, what I was going to say was, when I say that word, shout out to Wedge from uh, Class Act that just got drafted number one by New Orleans Pelicans, which is all about rules. You know, but like I always say, let's get, let's get right into it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's man, do it. All right. Let's get right into it. I ain't mean to mess up your slogan, bro. Yeah, you messed up a flow, man. You know I got a flow going on every time we get this going, man. You they know it, man, you know. <laughs> All right, let's get right yeah. into it. All right. So everybody done already seen the NBA draft by now. They didn't kept up with, you know, who's number one, the trade yep. and everything else here. So I'm gonna pass it to our special guest and let him talk the number one overall pick. You know, let's try to keep it to a minimum here because um, we all got to get our thoughts in, and but I'm passing it to you because you're the huge Duke fan. Most of the people who already been following us and listen already know this, so I'm passing you your thoughts on, on Zion going number one. Well, Zion going number one was a foregone conclusion once he started his career. His let's be completely done. Once we saw Zion take the main stage for the very first time, Zion was going to be the number one pick when he showed that throughout the year. The mm-hmm. only game on his record was the injury, and he came back from that and still balled out, played well in the field of 64, almost taking it to the title. So with that being said, I see him as, and when I'm matching him up with players, I look throughout history at a game. Mm-hmm. And to me, he is fit more to be a Larry Johnson than anybody else. He got the hops. He got the jump. You know what I'm saying? He plays a good, solid defense great defensive help, and can handle the rock. 
So when you put somebody like that in position to be one of your franchise cornerstones, mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing. And the best thing that the GM did, let's say it's Drew's team, that takes a lot of pressure off of Zion Williamson to be the super uber star to take this right. team to the next level. So I mm-hmm. think the GM did right there. So when it comes down mm-hmm. to it, great fit, especially with everything they just put around him. We'll talk about who did some of the best things in the draft later, but right now I think that was the best move in the draft. Okay. Charlie, okay. your thoughts on that one? Yeah, just it's plain and simple. He was arguably the best player in the draft. Hands down. Um, I say that this was most anticipated number one pick since LeBron James came out in 2003. That just hands down. Uh, when you when you when you knew about the 2003 draft, you knew LeBron James was unanimous. Ah, if I pronounce that wrong, I apologize. The number one pick, Zion Williams, hands down, was the number one pick. He showed that when he stepped up from his high school days, from his U uh, you know when he played you know basketball. In college, you know, a dude, when he stepped on the floor and he was like a man amongst boys, he that was your number one pick, hands down. So he deserved that. And I feel like, and I agree, and I agree with IG, he, you know, it, it, there's no pressure on him because it's not his team. It's your holiday's team. It, you know, and I agree with that. So shout mm-hmm. out to him, man. I hope he succeeds, you know, what position he's going to play that remains to be seen because he could play the one, the two, the three, or the four. You know, in my opinion, but I'm passing you, Twani. I mean, that is pretty much my take on that, man. I mean, he. I mean, there was no clip. There was there was no other clip cut number one besides him. So, what do you say? Hey, I'm I, I'm gonna keep it short to the point too. I agree with everything that both of y'all said there. There's no real pressure on him. He just got to go out there and do what he he loves to do, and 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 he's gonna do that. Um, no doubt about that. Um, the second thing I'm gonna um, go ahead and add in there about him is I will say that you know. It shouldn't have ever been any doubt he was the number one draft pick from the very beginning, even after the very first game, his first college game here. Everybody mm-hmm. kept saying R.J. Barrett, but I kept telling you from, you know, from the get-go that Zion was that number one pick. You know, this is before the injury. This is, you know, after the injury, and he still showed out, you know, uh, came back with a vengeance and showed out in the tournament until they got knocked out. It was your clear-cut number one, like like you said. Who, who else? There was no, you know, really no 1A. It was more of a 1B and, uh, you know, at, at the number one spot. And that would have been John Morant, but there's no way he would have beat out um, Zion, period. So that's my thoughts on that. It's a good pickup. It's a good fit. And it should it definitely was no hesitation, nor had it, it should have been to begin with anyway. So that's, that's, that's my take on that one. So uh, moving on to the man I just mentioned, John Morant. Um, one of me and LaJean's favorite players, uh, uh, other favorite players, shall, we, shall, shall I say, um, you know, getting picked up by Memphis, which was a good move. Um, you know, I clearly seen that that was going to be the move they made when they uh, decided to uh, trade Mike Conley, who was often injured any, any, anyway, and, you know, past his prime at this point here. So I think this is a good fit. You know, a lot of people, you know, look at, you know, what John Morant can do, you know, above the rim, but what, you know, people keep sleeping on is the man know how to run the floor. He could be a floor general. He can pass the ball very well. You know, if you watch the highlights, you didn't see his teammates get passes they weren't even ready for. That's how that's how Willis do pass the ball. He has that IQ, you know, only two years of playing. He definitely should have been playing at a bigger school, you know, but he put Murray State on the map. This is this is an excellent fit, fit for this team. So, Charlie, I'm going to pass it to you. What do you think about uh, Memphis uh, landing John Moran? 
Yeah, I appreciate that. It's a, it was a clear-cut pick because, like you said, they traded Mike Conley, which I don't think he's past his prime, but that's a debate for another day, another time. You know, he just he just had three injuries that happened to him, but he, he's still a solid point guard um, in this league. But anyway, um, when they traded him to Utah, you clearly you, – you already knew that's who they were going to go with. Um, I do believe he did work out for any teams as well besides Memphis. So Memphis knew all, the way, knew all along that he, they were going to go with him at their number two pick. And not only that, too, you, you building your foundation around him when you already have a young Jaron Jackson Jr. that is emerging – you know, it's going to emerge as a, you know, perennial star in this league to go on, to pair along with them as well. So you build around that as well. Um, you know, they got a couple good pieces over there as well. So I like this pick. Um, not only that, the man could pass the, I mean, the, the kid could pass the ball, Swanee, NIG. And you, you know, that's something that, you know, point guards should want to, you know, should want to do, you know, instead of just want to be just outright score. You know, he, he <laughs> averaged a double double. In the NCAA, you know, there's not too many point guards that, that, you know, that's even getting a double-double in the NBA, let alone in college. So, for him to do that, that's very solid to him. I, I, I like especially that. Especially at the college as a, level. Especially at the college level, exactly. So, that – I mean, he's going to – he's he's fine. He's going he's gonna to do well. Um, he's definitely going to be the runner for rookie of the year candidate. That's for sure as well. And on that, the keys are heading over to him. And then he can grow into Memphis. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. – I'm going to just pass to Lajeen with his thoughts on it because, again, like I said, I like the move, you know, for that. I mean, when you look at it, when you look at this player that's coming to Memphis right now, the truth is he's a bigger, faster version of Mike Conley. True. And a better pass. And a better pass. I think he's a better athlete than Mike Conley. I know he's a better athlete. That's why I say he's a bigger, better, faster Mike Conley. And he has a better vision for the court. Mike Conley is more of a pure scorer, scorer than pass, while this kid is a capable scorer but excellent passer. You know what I'm saying? You know, look at what um, Memphis has just recently done. All they really did was flip their roster for the same exact players that they had about three, four years ago when got younger. Mm-hmm. When Zach Randolph was younger, look at the kid Jackson they just got. When Mark Gasol was younger, they traded for Valanciunas. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? When Mike Conley was younger, they just drafted to John Moran. So mm-hmm. they got their team younger, more athletic, and it looks like the young team that they had when they were competitive. And it's more athletic than they were then, because if we all know, uh, Jack Randolph was one of the best, under the basket, power forward seven play the game. The boy couldn't jump two inches. So when you look no at the squad. It's a lot stronger, a lot faster, and even a lot bigger because Jackson is at two inches more than mm-hmm. Randolph was at the time. So you add John Moran to that, now you got a better distributor to these young guns, and it's going to make them a very good team next year. So they're not going to fall too far back. I even think they take a few steps forward. Okay. That's okay. what's up. Charlie, we're going to debate the uh, better, uh, better athlete um, at, in, a, in another show. But yeah, for definitely, show, definitely. John Morant, definitely John Morant got to beat hands down. Mike Conley ain't never done the thing John Morant been able to do. Well, Mike Conley can play. But like I said, we'll, we'll, debate, we'll debate that another with, time. Yeah, we'll for sure. another time. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. For sure. All right. That number three pick, um, I, I, I'm not going to say a shock at all. Um, you know, I knew he was going to probably land in the top top five. So, R.J. Barrett going to the New York Knicks. I'm going to pass this one to Lajeen because, again, this is one of his Duke players. Let me go ahead and hear your thoughts on, on the move the Knicks picked up. 
they picked up a volume shooter that is capable of scoring and also has the ability of being efficient when he has the right coaches around him. Is that going to happen in New York? I don't know. I see him taking on a lot of work, putting a lot of pressure on himself, especially come summer league, because their first summer league game is going to be against Zion Williamson. So he's going to have to prove himself because he now wants to be rookie of the year since Zion was the number one pick. So his whole career is going to be recognized next to Zion. I like mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett, but don't think he was ready to come into the league. <clears throat> Not at this present time. I think he needed another year to mature his game because a lot of the things that I saw while he was at Duke was disappointing to me from a player watching as a fan of the Duke basketball team. But more importantly, I don't think it's a great fit. Can we work? They still need a point guard. What are they doing at point guard? What are they doing at center? You know what I'm saying? They just got rid of Ian Cannon. What are they really doing over here in New York that's going to benefit this franchise and move them forward? I don't see R.J. Barrett being the piece that takes them to another level. Yes, they got knocked from a couple of other players, but I don't see R.J. Barrett being that piece that moves them forward. That's why when there was being to them in Garland, I thought that might pan out because that would be a piece that could possibly move them forward. However, that's a good decision they made. We'll see how it pans out. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's what's up. Charlie, your thoughts on R.J. to the Knicks? Well, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fan of R.J. Barrett. I feel like he also should have stayed another year as well. Mm-hmm. But again, the the kid wanted to go to New York, so you got to you got to give him credit for that as well. Now um, he has to work. He definitely has to work on his game. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Does he have potential? Almost definitely. Every everyone that got drafted has potential to be a star. Mm-hmm. I feel like New York got got the got some drafted uh, kid that wants to be the star. And to kind of going off what Lajee was saying, they have pieces over there in New right. York. They just a young they team. Do. If you they have Mitchell Robinson when you know that that is a good that's gonna Absolutely. be a good center. I'll say what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah they got Mitchell Robinson, they got Dennis Smith Jr. You know, we forgot about Lazo Tree at one point. He was pretty decent in college. As well, they got Kevin Knox over there, so they got they got right. that young nucleus over there. And do you throw in a kid like RJ Beard that wants to be over there? That is that is going to embrace it, embrace that New York that New York media. That that's how to get that team get that team excited because they're not going to contend for anything for the next three or four years, as well. But they can all grow together because they're so right. young and play together. And the coach they got over there is not a bad coach at all. You know, but he's he's known for developing young players. So again, you bring all that together, it kind of makes if you're a New York fan, it kind of makes you excited because you have players over there that want to play. And again, they may not get nobody in free agency, but they do have young players that can, you know, that that are willing to play and willing to grow together and take their lumps and their bumps and go from there. And I do agree with you, Lajin. RJ Barrett's gonna have to show he's gonna have to show me that he can go toe-to-toe with Zion with because he's not your teammate anymore. You don't have mm-hmm. to show me because I will be watching the summer league. But that's just my take on that. You can't them out now. Exactly. Point. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. So I'm going to pass to you, Kwani, but that, that's pretty much what I got to say on that. Uh, you know, let's see what he do, you know. Man. man. Y'all, y'all took all my thoughts. I ain't got much to say here. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of uh, R.J. Barrett. Uh, I never want to bash any of these kids because they are that. Definitely. They are young kids. These these yep. guys are 18 and 19 years old uh, playing the game they love, but they're about to play against grown men. So, you know, I don't want to be overly critical. and uh, You know, I don't want to criticize, but I do need to see more out of R.J. I don't need to see him fade away in games like he did, especially like when Zion was hurt. You know, he was supposed to – that was his moment to shine, and you didn't get that all the time. So, um, But he is a very capable player. He has, the, you know, the prototypical size and height. You know, he does have some, uh, you know, some skill sets um, that you, you just probably didn't expect, you know, like some good ball handling out of a young kid like that. So, But at the same time, there's a lot of skills to be desired on his game, and I know he'll work on it. So, you know, I think it's a good fit. He, he comes in like – hope you already said on a team that has talent that just you know need a few more pieces and they can grow together gel together and man you know give them give them about three four years and Knicks may be you know saying making some noise out there and that's for sure (laughs) so well I'm gonna be honest it's gonna be about who they get at point guard because I'm not sold on Dennis Smith Dennis Smith has been saying dog house for years Chris Brown is they started out hot, but then they faded away. They weathered away. They still haven't shown the type of game that they're supposed to be elevated to in year three of their careers. I'm sorry. I got you. It's important to me on both of those. But, again, yep. they're still they're young still players, good. though. They still, they're still young. You see what I'm saying? Yep. They're, 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 still, uh, they're still young. So And then he got traded, too. So that's nothing. So that kind of that, that kind of plays a, a psyche on your mind. You know what I'm saying? That. I'm thinking I'm staying with Dallas, but then I get traded to New York. You know what I'm saying? Bobo, you know, I'll give you that. However, that's what I'm saying. Donovan Mitchell was drafted in the same exact draft. Donovan Mitchell is succeeded. This kid did not. Why? I, see, I, well, see, we have to yeah, that, we have to make that up because Donovan Mitchell kind of had yeah, I can say yeah, something I, on how he had some struggles too. So yeah, I was gonna say, and I'm, a, and I'm a right. I'm about saying I'm a I'm a huge ass fan, and Donovan Mitchell struggled, struggled in his, his first jump year, shot. He did. No, no, his second year, year he got no, better. No, his no. second year he no, no his second year, year he struggled. Trust me, bro. Yeah. He struggled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Trust me, bro. Yeah. His shot was not was with his rookie year to his second mm-hmm. year. His rookie year he showed out. Like he yeah, was able to do it all. His second year, he he was forcing shots because they made him the man as well. Yeah, he, he, went, that's he went. the same thing they did with Dennis Smith. I understand, but here's what but here's what I'm saying right. though. We 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 go we gonna debate that another show, man. We gonna keep it keep it rolling. Oh, we can save that yeah. for let's talk yeah. about it. We can save that for let's talk about it. We'll save that for okay. let's talk about we, we, it. All right, let's save it for the second half then. Let's save it yep. for the second half after the break and stuff. So we go keep the draft rolling here. We just want to go through the top ten picks. Everybody that's seen again, you know, the draft. You know, we just going through the top ten players. That's the, you know, to me, that's the most important ones right here. You know, um, and, and we'll, we'll just keep the show rolling. So next one up, Atlanta Falcons, DeAndre Hunter uh, from Virginia. I think that was a good move uh, to trade up. You know, this is a key piece that Trey Young definitely need over there. You got somebody coming off a championship, so he has that swagger. He has the ability to play uh, the three or the four position. It looks like uh, Leonard may play him at that four position here as well, too, which, again, it's a, it's a position of need. So uh, I, 
I can't say enough about the move. You know, they traded up to go get a guy that they felt was going to be best fit to run with their offense. You know, their high-powered offense, high-scoring offense, and they like to get up and down the court here. So DeAndre Hunter, in my eyesight, is a good move for them. And, again, like all other uh, other draft picks, there's things they need to work on. It'll be worked on. You know, these guys going to come in with a professional mindset. Otherwise, their veteran teammates going to let them know about themselves. So passing it to you, Charlie. What's your thoughts on DeAndre Hunter? Well, like, you know, Bobo be saying, you know how Bobo be down here, tell you. I'm going to tell you oh, like this as far as. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to say it like this about DeAndre Hunter. That's who Nick should have grabbed. I'm going to be honest with you. DeAndre Hunter is going to do a lot for his team. The only person that I've seen in Paris, DeAndre Hunter, is the number one draft pick to do. And that's Zion Williams. Yo, three-point shot, about to get the game, and he came across the lane and just took it from me. But that's what I'm talking about. Other than that, this boy played all the way to the championship game and through. He's going to, his game will translate. He got a nice touch to his jumper, which is good. He can stretch the floor, and mm-hmm. he's ultra-athletic. He gets the ball to the ground, and that's one of the things I like about him. Now, mm-hmm. his defense could stand and improve. His mid-range game also could stand and improve a little bit. But he is going to put up points in him today from the three. I think in Atlanta, he's going to be in, end up getting started in three unless they move um, Jones to the four and let him play the three because they're still keeping Tyreen Prince at the, uh, and let him play the four rather than let Tyreen Prince continue to play the three. So they got a lot of options that they can do right now. That's a nice little solid team. I still, Swan, will tell you that they will not be better than the Bulls this year. So go ahead. What you think about Bobo? Because well, I know I know you didn't well, draft the draft. Well, I mean, appreciate that. Uh, it was a solid pick for Atlanta. It's what they need. They needed they needed someone at the three. They got it, or he could go move to the four. He's very versatile as well. I feel like his defense is there. Uh, it does need a, just a little bit of tweaking here and there. But for, you know, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is what Atlanta needed: someone that could shoot. Um, um, so again, I like this move. He can shoot the three. He's a good passer. And he's and like Twanny said, he's a championship. He won a championship with Virginia. So you got to give him credit for that. So that's just, this is it for me. I like the move. I like the move. Okay. So as well. All right. So then we on the number five then. Number five is a, a, a interesting prospect. Uh, Darius Garland going to Cleveland. Um, Very straight out of Vanderbilt, didn't didn't finish out the season because he ended up uh, tearing the ACL. But this is a kid with high accolades coming out of high school. This man was the three time in a year winner of uh, Mr. Tennessee of the entire state. That's huge, man. That's huge. And this is a kid that's not that big either. He's only 6'3 and about 173 pounds. I may be off on my numbers a little bit on the weight, but yeah, he's only about 6'2, six, 6'3 six, there. You know, so, the, you know, to you know be you know voted that at that level three times in a row man it's just like this kid is something special so if it wasn't for the injury you know i feel like we got robbed a little bit you know if it wasn't for that injury man who he probably could have been competing for that number one right that was on i can't even front that you know um I think it's a good move because it's definitely something that Cleveland needed y'all may disagree with me because they just picked up uh Colin Sexton last year but at the same time 
Sexton did struggle in that first half. He started to come along, but I'm looking at Sexton as maybe probably more of a, a slasher slash shooting guard. Maybe put put him as a shooting guard and leave Darius at your at your uh, point guard, or maybe even switch roles, move Darius to the shooting guard and let him you know just catch and shoot because he's a very good shooter with uh you know definitely high NBA range shooting, and then leave Sexton at the point guard and just let him create off the dribble. You know, put the ball on the deck and do his thing here. So I think this is a good move for Cleveland. It probably shocked a lot of people again uh, because they already drafted a point guard last year. But I still think it was a position of me because you need somebody uh, who can shoot the way this kid can shoot and you who can pass the ball pretty decent. And the fact, you know, again, you know, he comes with high accolades to him, man. I think, again, he just got robbed because of the injury. But I think this dude is uh, a real special player. So, Lajean, I'm going to give it back to you. What you think about this move? Well, you know, Jerry Garland is a guard that I said I was uh, supposed to be able to draft. Unfortunately, Cleveland stole it. And that's literally what I said. Cleveland stole it. Smart moves, I think, because he was, in my eyes, pretty healthy. Best one or two guards in the, in, in the entire draft. And I'm talking about either the number one guard or the number two guard. You could have fell under either one of those spots. Because if you look at his stature, his game. And watch this. Take Derrick Rose and give him a three-point shot in the early part of his career. Then you got Darius Garland. That's what I think mm-hmm. this kid's going to be. He can score from okay. at any time on the floor. He can get to his spot. He has a beautiful mid-range game that will be uncontested. has a lovely slower. And it's very, very aggressive, kind of like Pat Beverly in the defense. He may not have all the styles in the world, but he is going to give you all the effort in the world and support on that side of the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the board is drafting He tells you a good situation because he'll end up being the center if not Colin Sexton. But when you look at that backcourt, the plan and the hope is that they'll look like the backcourt that's over in the with Dan Ritter and his name Cullen. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good pick. I like, that. I like that. I like that comparison. Charlie, what's your thoughts? I appreciate that. Well, as far as the comparison go, um, I wouldn't necessarily try to compare. I wouldn't necessarily compare that to that particular comparison because we don't know if the, the kid can stay healthy. That's first and foremost. Now, if he can stay healthy, Garland? then yeah, if he can stay, yeah, if he can, yeah, if he if he can stay healthy, yes, he he. he can I, I can't say that. This ain't this no, ain't I'm, like I can, a, like highly like injury. No, this is but this what, is more. You know, this is one of those understand. injuries where. You just don't know. He didn't. He didn't have any injuries like that in high school. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, though, for him to for for Cleveland to go high on him, I want to see if he can stay healthy and be that point guard for them. Because obviously, they like you guys said, he, they're not sold on Collins. Which which this was a puzzle. This puzzled me a little bit because I'm like, wait a minute, they just drafted a point guard last year, so obviously they didn't believe in the point guard that they drafted, so they went after him. Which I'm not saying he's a he, he's a bad player at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking at the fact that if he can stay healthy, then yeah, that he could potentially be one of the next great point guards, you know, by far, and could be an all star because he has it all. He's right up there with um, uh, Morant, you know, that that got drafted by Memphis as well. I just want to see how they're gonna, how they're gonna, how Cleveland's gonna do this, you know, like you guys say, either he, like you said, Tony, either he gonna play point or he gonna play shooting guard. It don't matter how they do it, but I feel like he should bring the ball up. Not Colin Sexton because Garland has a better has a better IQ as far as passing goes than Colin Sexton does. Would you guys agree? I agree to that. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's how I'm looking at that. I'm not again, I was puzzled by the pick, but I understand why they picked why they picked him just because of the point guard play of last year by Colin Sexton. So we'll see. The potential is definitely there for him, that's for sure. You know, it just depends on how they're gonna do this as well. So that's it for me with that. But kind of just pumping the brakes on the, the comparison to the backcourt of Portland. You know, let's just let's just hold on for a second, you know, because CJ McCullough played defense. And, you know, let's see how they, they you know, is can Garland be that, you know, can be either one of those, you know, either, you know, CJ McCullough. Uh, I, I got, he's on the tip of my head, but I can't get it out. But, you know, the other point guard is Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. Yeah, exactly. Dame Lillard. Thank you. So let's just see if those two, I mean, it's, it's a possibility, but we'll just have to see how it plays out. Because, again, Colin Sexton, this is he going into his second year as well. So is he going to improve by having a player like like Garland? We shall see. But it is Cleveland Cavaliers we're talking about here, so just saying. So. <laughs> Don't do them like That's that, true, man. But I, no, I'm, not, I'm being honest. Yeah. I'm being for real. Let's be honest. Hey. It's a Dame Willard and CJ McCollum and it's time to get dates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Exactly. But let's just pump the brakes. But let's just pump the brakes on on that just yet. Let's just pump. And again, I can't I can't say let's pump the brakes on it because we watched the entire draft, but we watch we watched uh, Mr. Big Shot uh, Chauncey Billup compare every last person that got drafted, you know, by a NBA player too. So you know, c- comparing that backcourt, you know, of what it possibly could be, I don't think there's no reason to pump the brakes. So we again, we watched the same thing happen throughout the entire draft. I think comparisons are good. You know, comparisons are totally fine. We're not saying that they at that level right now. We're just saying what they are c- could be comparable to, or you know, who they remind you of. Yeah. yeah but I- Right, but I'm just saying as far as like with the Colin, Colin Sexton, like what, how is he going to pan out with Garland? You know, is he going to be comfortable let Garland run and be point or what? That's how you got to look at it because out of the two, he, Garland is the better point guard. That's all I'm saying. So, you know. That's about, you know, yeah. That's how I'm looking at that. Yeah, I'm just saying, we can't, you know, we can't pump the brakes. We, we give us some comparisons and stuff, you know, like, right. again, okay. like. Hello? Sound good. like y'all going to have some <laughs> Good and fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So on to the next one. Minnesota landed Jared Culliver, um, which is a good move, a good pickup, especially if they don't end up re-signing, you know, some of their free agents here. Um, I'm going to start with this one because of the fact that it's an interesting one because uh, Culliver has been known to play a little point for uh, for Texas Tech. He played a lot of shooting guard and he played some small forward here. So, uh, uh, my crew here knows, uh, Lajine and, and Bobo know, I was never a huge fan of Andrew Wiggins. So depending on which spot they decide to put him at, could put uh, Andrew Wiggins on notice. So I'm just going to say that because I like Jerry Culliver. I think this kid is talented. I think he's definitely, you know, at at the sixth pick was a, is a good good pick for him. I think he's a good shooter. Everybody knows the defense that he brings. You know, he has, you know, to me, Better upsides than Andrew Wiggins did coming coming out, you know, after a one and done season. His, you know, Jared Culliver had two seasons at, at Texas Tech, so he uh, has a little bit more season as well too. So that's as much as I'm gonna say because I don't want to throw no throw no more salt or look like I'm hating. But I think you know I'm, I'm gonna be paying close attention to this move here and then paying close attention to Andrew Wiggins here. So um, passing to Lajine, what's 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 your thought on Jared Culliver going to Minnesota? <sighs> I, I look at it like this. it's really about what they plan on doing 
with Andrew Wiggins because there was a lot of talk about him being traded even before the draft. So I'm thinking that's what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And the main uh-huh. Wiggins because of his scoring ability. But I'm going to be honest yep. with you. When I look at Kobe, Jared Kobe reminds me offensively a lot of Deion Wiggins. Not a whole lot of athleticism to his game, but he can get to his spot and he can score it here. And then he puts up points and bunches. Defensively, I see him more like a Rodney Hood. You know what I'm saying? Solid defensively, can stay in front of his man and know how to put a body on him. So when you combine them two, you get a better than average player. And I don't see them taking him to the two because I feel that Josh and Kobe, who they got last year, has played well at the two. You know they're not mm-hmm. going to put him at the one because they haven't done anything with Jeff Keith and they got Jones as the backup. And they possibly going to be trying to sign Derrick Rose. So with that being right. said, that only leaves them the three position to really put him at because that's where he's going to play his best ball. That took that mm-hmm. main position where he can be off ball but still, again, be playing against your best defenders. So he'll be the other team's best offensive player. So that's all. It's a solid pick. But again, it all depends on what they're going to do with Wiggins. If they plan on bringing him along, that means Wiggins is probably out of there next year. Cool. Bobo, you up on this one. Man, I mean, I pretty much just said pretty much what I wanted to say. I mean, again, the talent is there. You know, I mean, you compare the Deion Waiters, I'm there, you know, kind of, you know, that's kind of kind of messed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, again, he's still a kid. Definitely, definitely has some growing to do. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he, you know, he won, the, you know, he's one of their best players, you know, on that team, on that college team. We'll just see how Minnesota does it. And I, I'm like you, I'm like you, Twan. We'll see how, we'll, we'll see how Andrew Wiggins play. We'll see, you know, we'll see how, mm-hmm. you know, how, how his game is going to elevate by them drafting this kid as well. Because mm-hmm. if this kid outplays Andrew Wiggins, that lets you know right there that Wiggins got to go. You know, and again, exactly. not, you know, and I'm not throwing salt or nothing like salt or nothing like that either at Wiggins as well, you know, because again, you know, Wiggins got to step his game up. But by them making this pick, this kind of shows like, hey, you know, is this can we can we put this put this kid with you know Car Anthony Towns and kind of make you know kind of build around that a little bit? Right. Let's see. I mean, and, and, you go, and I'm, that's just how I'm looking at it, you know. Or can it just be the next big three with Andrew Wiggins? You just, you know, you kind of just don't know. But you got to see how it plays out. But I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be honest with you. To me, the writing's been on the wall for the past two years. That's the reason why they drafted Keanu Bates' job last year, because they thought he could do it. I think Culver is better than job by all means. Right. Yep, I agree. I definitely agree, especially, you know, after the way things ended abruptly with Jimmy Butler being traded out of there. So, but again, that's another discussion for another day, but you know, the writing's been on the wall for it. So (laughs) it has been. All right. Number seven, me and LaJean's favorite team here, the Chicago Bulls. uh, (laughs) They went into my favorite college basketball team's deck and drafted Kobe White. So I'm going to start it off here, and then I'm going to pass to Lajeen. We'll let uh, Bobo finish it off. Okay, so I'll go on record. I still go on record saying that, you know, I didn't want my Bulls to draft Kobe White, and here's why. Kobe White, talented player, very talented player. 
But at times, I felt like Roy Williams let him too loose, you know, to be a true freshman with those, you know, three seniors in the starting lineup there. And then uh, just allow him to, you know, uh, just have the green light to shoot. And there was times where he took a lot of ill-advised shots. There was times where he drove to the lane ill-advised. And then turnovers and passing was not very good as well, too. Um, I didn't want a reckless point guard. I wanted more of a control point guard. But at the time being, you know, the point guard that uh, that was the two point guards that I had rated ahead of them, both were already gone. We knew we wasn't getting John Morant once the draft lottery had hit. That was a given. And then it was a possibility. Well, we I was hoping, and I know uh, Lajin was hoping that, you know, Darius Garland would probably fall to him as well, too, even though I don't really, you know, like the draft, you know, players coming off the ACL because, you know, you never know how they're going to recover or what part of the season they're going to play in. You know, I knew he was more of that efficient type point guard that the Bulls really needed to go with, you know, the young nucleus they already have over there. That being said, both of them are gone. I'm not mad at the move. You know, I just hope that this coach, you know, can still use um, all of the good assets that Kobe brings. You know, he can be a good shooter, but streaky at the same time. He can drive to the hole, but sometimes doesn't finish well. And then, uh, you know, he, he can push the ball. You know, that's so I hope those strengths that, you know, that he has are used and utilized in the right way in order to make, you know, uh, the Bulls click and get back into the playoff hunt here. Um, also with that, I hope he understands, you know, that he needs to defer, you know, come in with the mindset that Derrick Rose did when he was the number one overall pick for the Bulls. We knew he could score. You knew uh, us being from Chicago, knew he did at Simeon, you know, winning all those championships and what he did at Memphis, you know, and how he could score over there, even though they lost the NCAA uh, championship game, you've still seen what Derrick Rose can do. So I'm hoping that's what we can get out of uh, Kobe White in his first year so he can come along and become a more efficient shooter, efficient uh, finisher at the rim, you know, and a better passer, you know, develop yourself as you're playing with these guys, because we don't need you to score like crazy because you got, you know, Laurie Markerson, you got Zach, you know, you have a, you have auto Porter, you have scores out there. So we don't need you to like, just try to take over a game and try to win when you got that many other good players around you. So Lajeen, your thoughts on this pick. Okay. First, the good news. He's definitely an upgrade in every way to put it down. He's an upgrade. Definitely. The question is, on how much? The only thing I didn't like about this kid's game is that he can be out of control more often than not. That's why I didn't like his efficiency. As he scores, his size, everything about him is great point guard position. At 6'5", you're not going to get anything better. You know what I'm saying? Next you find somebody six six, six seven and those are rare. So size wise, he can guard from the one and the two and possibly some three. So he's going to do that. He gotta get better defensive. How good is that? His overall skill set good and it fits what this team, you know, is trying to do. And it's funny. But the beautiful thing that you mentioned with Derek Rose, the last great point guard that the Bulls should Derek Rose. Derek Rose was all about speed, that's the honest. Speed kills. He doesn't feel Derrick Rose played under control. So if he can play under control, like Derrick Rose did his first year, the thing he had that Derrick Rose didn't is a legal three shot. He can do something awesome for this team. And it's crazy. Chicago Bulls have rarely ever drafted a first round pick out of North Carolina. In fact, the last time they did draft one was my joy. That turned out pretty well. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking this kid come in with the talent around him. Now you got a healthy car. Now you got a healthy court. 
now you got a healthy boy with Mark and now you got a healthy black thing. And you got this kid to that talent. You got a bunch of outside shooting and some inside outside that you can play again. It's going to be slow the pace down and be as efficient as possible and run it as soon as it come off the those type of things you're going to see with this team, and I think they're going to be successful when he got put in a good position. Okay. Bobo, what's your thoughts on this move? Um, <laughs> I already told you y'all was going to pick up you know, pick up this guy. I already said that, Twatty. So, I mean, um, I, I told you, you, you know, I, I said that. I mean, ain't nothing much for really me to say. I, you know, this ain't my favorite team. You know, I mean, do the Bulls need a point guard? Yes. Do I think he could be the point guard of the future for the Bulls? The, main, the verdict remains to be it, the verdict is out. It remains to be seen. Um, again, like I always say about any draft, any draft pick, the potential is there. You know, as well. It's just again, you know, like everybody else was saying, he has he does play reckless at times, which is true. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not knocking this pick at all because the Bulls needed a true point guard and I feel like that's what they got as well. And I'm gonna just say I'm gonna say this a little bit too before we move on to the next pick or before we go into our go to our break. Um, one of my good friends, Peter Barber, he's a diehard Bulls fan as well. Shout out to him as well. And I kinda asked him, you know, before we was before we did our show, I was like, Hey, let me get your thoughts. You know, as well, uh, what do you think of the pick of the Chicago Bulls? So pretty much what he said was, was that real quick, is that he likes to pick as well. Um, he likes that he's fast, you know, and he can make plays, which, you know, which that's what he can do. But he does feel like he can get wild, you know, that he get a little wild at times with his play, which is true um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, okay. we all agree. We all agree that he does need a point guard. They, they the Bulls need a point guard. So he likes to, he likes yep. to line up a white Levine, Porter Jr., uh, Markin and Lopez or Wendell Carter. So he sees the potential there in that lineup. You know, he just wants him to play with it play within the game with the team and not be reckless. So that's just it on that. So that's it for me. All right. So All right, cool. You had one too many players in there, but I think I knew where you was going with that. <laughs> yeah, just far just far as you know, just that starting lineup with the with the group. You know, with, with Lopez, or, you know, you know as well. So, I mean, I mean, you ain't got to come to me like that, man, because that's your team. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. You know what I'm saying? No, you had one too many players in there. I'm just, I was waiting to see. Okay, so there you go, man. You do this very stuff. You do this very stuff. Cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, yeah. I mean, you said I'm just, white I'm just, Otto Porter, and you had yeah. Larry Marcus in, and you had Carter and Lopez. I'm like, that's six on the floor. <laughs> okay, so there you go. See, what I was saying was, what I was trying to say was, this is what my guy, please, but Sydney was as far as, like, just the, you know, the team that they have as far as young players go. You know, not, not of course, Lopez is not young, you know, but because uh, he's up there. Hey, but, you know, I mean, just as far as, like, with that starting lineup, what you can do with that as well. I know with six players, man, calm down, you know. <laughs> You know, you know, man. Just because the Bulls is that dysfunctional, you ain't got to come at me like that. I'm just saying. You know, hey, man. I mean, calm hey, down. Oh, you, hey, said, you said uh, six days or so. I'm like, okay, cool, man. Hey, we, hey. we didn't give up the whole team in a hot dog stand for one player. Hey, we'll say for let's talk about it. We'll say for let's talk about it. It's cool. I was just going to say, your team was just dysfunctional before the trade, so don't try to get off the hook now. Hey, hey, hey. You right? You right? You right? It's okay. And we talk right, about look. the Lakers, people. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. They're very dysfunctional. You know. 
Man. All right, let's, let's try to get through these last uh, three picks before we hit a break. All right, so I'm going to make uh, this one quick. Jack Hayes. it was rumor of the Bulls going after him. He's a center from Texas. I'm glad that didn't happen. It wasn't a need of the Bulls. He went to the mm-hmm. Pels. It was definitely a need for them. I still think this dude is very raw, very young. I don't see mm-hmm. a lot to his game. He doesn't have the elbow jumper, the 15-footer. He doesn't have a lot of post moves. It's just a lot of, you know, highlight dunks and, you know, big-time blocks. You know, so I give him that. You know, but that's not going to work in the NBA. He has a lot to work on his game there, you know, and I'm not trying to hate on him or anything, but he has to develop more than just being able to slam a ball, you know, when he gets a little, you know, free space or get an alley-oop, and he has to do more than just be able to, you know, stand close to the paint and block a couple of shots. So, Charlie, I'm going to pass it back to you. What's your thoughts on this one for the Pels? Yeah, real quick, I mean, again, like you say, he's a raw talent. He's very raw. So, I mean, just, again, he's going to be able to grow – with that young team, with Alonzo Ball, you know, uh, Drew Holiday, um, Zion Williams, Brandon Ingram, you know, so he doesn't have to be the man, you know, mm-hmm. as well. So he's able to grow and develop his game at the same time. And he's going to benefit from Zion Williams as well. So that's all going to come together. Um, he definitely he definitely needs to do add more to his game. And I think he needs to bulk up a little bit more as well, too, for the NBA, since he is going to be playing that five because there is big body centers. But he's going to be mm-hmm. fine. He's going to be fine. Again, he's just a, a raw talent as well. So he is talent. He is a talent. You know, he yeah. I, he is a project that needs to be worked on, but he's going to be fine. He's, he's definitely going to be fine. He's going to be for Zion Williams. So I'm just going to pass to LaG real quick with that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with y'all, and this is the funny thing I like about this pick. I think Jackson Hayes is going to be a great NBA player at some point. But I think the Bulls got a player that's equal to Jackson Hayes at number 38 in Daniel Garden. And that's how good Bulls drafted this year. Yeah, I know I sound like a homer and a Bulls fan, but Jackson Hayes and Daniel Garden are pretty much the same thing. Both of them average about the same amount of points and rebounds, and both of them stick in the pain and get blocked. For New Orleans, however, it's going to be challenging because everybody that they got right now, I understand Zion is developing his jumper, but all of them are mainly get to the basket paint type of players that shoot mm-hmm. above 50 and 60%. Even Jamel mm-hmm. Hopeless are coming off the bench is the same thing. So when you got that much paint clog, and you got to play at least two of them together at some point, that's going to tell me, hey, Either Drew Holiday is putting that extra work to get some amazing assists, or somebody else on that team has stepped up to become a legitimate three-point shooter, and that's what's going to have to happen with that team. But right okay. now, if you look at what they have, I mean, you have Brandon Ingram, who actually can shoot, who will be playing the three. Um, Josh Hart, I played a two-order one. So do you start him next to Drew Holiday? That way both of them are in the change of it. Or do you start Drew Holiday up the two and actually let Lonzo run the point because now you've got a better distributor of the ball and now you've got more scoring talent around him. So there's so many different things that they can do. So, yeah, I think Jackson Hayes being paired up with Zion Williamson is great defensively. It's not too many people that's going to be able to come into the paint. Then, you know what I'm saying, offensively, they don't get a lot of offensive rebounds and putting back. So it's a good it's a good move for him. I thought that was a good move for Okay. All right. So let's get through these last two picks here. We got that break we still gotta to get to. So let's keep it keep it on keeping on task, people. All right. So I'm I'm Moore, Gonzaga. Good player. Um good move. I <clears throat> excuse me. Um 
I can't say enough about this kid. I don't think he get enough credit uh, as people would, uh, are, are giving him. You know, he 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 has the body size. This dude is mm-hmm. both, he ripped up. He's strong. Yep. He's he's an athlete. You know, it's just like you know, you you can't say too much more about him. You know, he can score. You know, he can play defense. You know, um, he he knocks down his free throws. You know, the Wizards have a player on their hands here that can just come in and just, you know, just start. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, right away he just started running off 20, you know, 20-some-odd points, you know, averaging, you know, for the Wizards right away. And and that's not saying because, you know, their team, you know, has has a, a, a huge need or doesn't have a lot of scores. It's because this, this dude is really, you know, that type of a talent of a player. Um, right. You know, I know he really only had one true – true year of being a top-notch player, and I think that's why, you know, people are not giving him the credit he deserves, but there's a reason uh, behind it. He had some other good players in front of him that you just couldn't start, you know, mm-hmm. start him at that time being. But in his junior year, he exploded, and it wasn't like an explosion waiting to happen. The, the kid is just that good, coming straight out of Japan. So, Charlie, passing it back to you, what do you think about Hachimura going to the Wizards? That was a good move. Um, they need a player like this. Um, you know, someone that could, that's an impact. He's your, he's what you call your, you know, your traditional power forward as well. Like you said, you named off his intangibles. He's very strong. You know, he, like you said, he can hit his free throws, which is a plus. And the man can shoot the three. With, I mean, the kid can shoot the three, excuse me, as well. So you, you gotta, you gotta respect that as well. Um, he showed, I knew he was going to be something special when he showed out in that Duke game and that Maui, I think it was Maui Invitational. Maui, yes, and, it was. Yeah, he, he, he showed out on Duke and he let, and they let, he let Duke know that it's not about just Zion Williams and I'm here on this stage too as well. And, you know, he kind of put the NCAA on notice too as well and in their conference too also. So again, this was a very good pickup for Washington. They do need a player, and you can build around him as well too. Especially if you're going to keep um, um, Bill um, as well. Um, if I pronounce Bill Bell, however you pronounce his name, the shooting guard for for the Wizards um, as well. So Bradley like Bill. Bradley Bill, thank you. I like the move. Mm-hmm. I, I love the move. So Laji, I'm passing it to you. What do you got to say? To me, it's a great move. He can play the three or the four positions. So he's actually what they needed to replace Otto Porter. So that's Otto Porter's replacement right there, immediately being moved into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I see him in the Aaron Gordon uh, 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 type mode uh, type of player, the Tobias right. Harris type of player, you know what I'm saying, that'll play between okay. and a four that can score at will and then they play good defense. That's the type of kid to see. Um, Aaron Gordon takes you to three. I have to cut you off. Eric Gordon can't well, shoot the I mean, three like him. Eric Gordon ain't great at shooting the three, but he'll hit a wide open one every now and again. What I'm saying is, offensively, this kid can get his shot whenever he wants it, whether right. it be in the tank or all of it, obviously, right. he, he's just, just that capable. <clears throat> and then he's strong. That's what you got to get. That's mm-hmm. why Eric Gordon can be strong to the jump out of the gym. This kid has that much athletics and that much talent. If John Wall could ever be healthy, we might see a squad that might can do something, but I don't see that happen. Got it. Okay. okay. Last one, number 10, Cam Reddish going to Duke. Uh, I'm going to pass it back to my Dukey man over here. Uh, Lajin, your thoughts? <laughs> he, went to, he went to Atlanta 20. 
Oh, uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we already know what to do. I mean, he's part of the big three. You know, I mean. <laughs> Going to Atlanta, excuse me. I know mean, you don't like joking. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey don't do me like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you hear me. I'm trying to send the boy back to school. He's trying to send the boy back to school. He's always doing hey, that, man. I really am. <laughs> he, he definitely needs to say, so I'm going to hang on to my thoughts on that with Lajeen you up. <laughs> I gotta be completely honest with you. His talent outshines his performance last year. And that's because, and I'll say it again, the number three pick was freezing him out of a lot of games. I watched every game for Duke because I'm a Duke fan. I seen and that's why you saw the love between two friends when they got drafted. That's why you didn't see Cam Reddish in that circle. He wasn't a part of the Zion, RJ Barrett, circle. Therefore, he got closed out a lot, which I'm not mad. But when you look at it like this, you add another three-point shooter to what Atlanta already has, like I said. They drafted the young kid first. Is Tyreen Prince going to be the starter? Is it going to be Cam Rush? Or will it be the other young kid that they drafted? They have an opportunity right now to put a lot of shooting around Trey Young. And putting shooting around Trey Young is a very dangerous thing. That's what that looks like. It looks like the Golden State Warriors putting shooting around Steph Curry. Both of them have that opportunity to go off on any given night with 7 to 15 threes. Then you add a Cam Reddish, who is very capable. I mean, he was the number three ranked prospect coming out of high school. Let's be honest. You're talking about one of the best players coming out of high school who should have been more than what he was at Duke. But, again, I think his NBA career is going to brightly outshine how he performed at Duke, and a lot of people are going to be upset that they passed on him. But then it also shows the talent that Duke had that three of their players went in the top ten again in the second straight year. All right, Bobo, you up on this one. God, the bird to you. Because <laughs> I, 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 I feel the bait coming on, man. I was just, I was just, I feel, I feel, I feel the bait coming on. I, 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 like I said, like, like, I'm dead serious. No, you laugh, I'm dead serious, man. The, the, I see more, but I see, I see more. <laughs> man, I see more, I see more of a, of a six man. Than a starting lineup, a starting lineup guy. Again, not taking nothing away from him at all. He's another another kid that should have, that would have benefited from another year at Duke, and should have yeah. really, really, really stepped up his game and really showed that okay, yeah, it was Zion and RJ Beard, but then this is me as well because I didn't see the potential or nothing when Zion went down. And I watched exactly. him do games when Zion went down, and he was a no-show. He was a no-show. So again, I hope, I hope that it trans, it trans, that he, that the potential that he has, and because he he does have potential, he 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 does have the ability to shoot, but he didn't show it at Duke, and it wasn't because he was outshined by Zion and uh, R.J. Barrett. It's because again, is that he was missing open three pointers. Mm-hmm. On top of that, he can play some defense. Don't get me wrong, because he's very, very, very lanky. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, can he can he transition to the Hawks? That's what I want right. to know. I'm definitely right. going to watch summer league now. 
since I know that his potential, that he had the potential, all the potential in the world, and it was overshadowed by Zion and R.J. Barrett, I'm definitely got to watch because I didn't see it. I didn't see right. it. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it. I promise right. you in some ladies you'll see something different. We're going to be watching. Well, yeah, right. we definitely going to be visiting this. That's for sure. Man. Yeah. Is this something right. you want to come back to after the break? <laughs> No, Man. I'm going to keep it short to the point. I ain't even going to make it a debate. I ain't even going to make it a debate. I, I'm, I'm going to just put out facts and statistics. You know me. All right. So, uh, yeah, he was a top-ranked high school, you know what I'm saying, player who was known as a shooter. Um, at Duke, he shot 39% from two-point range. 39% is a poor rating in college. That, that's bad. It's a terrible uh, rating. You, that's you can't, you, yeah, you can't be a, a known shooter. And from your two-pointers, I ain't mentioned three-pointers yet. Your two-pointers, you were 39%. We all know that he, he does have some athletic skills to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't play some defense, but he didn't always bring it. And like Charlie mentioned, when Zion went down, there was your chance right there to be the second man and show when Zion come back, hey, give me the ball more. But let's keep it 100 here. He wasn't froze out, Lajine. He was actually deferring. That was on him. Yes. There was times yes. where he had the ball right in his hand, like Bobo said. He missed open three-pointers. You can't do that. You can't be that wide open when the attention goes to Zion first, Barrett second, and they, they land you the ball. You're wide open. And, again, you came out of high school as one of the top three-point shooters. True, you were yes. in the top ten as, and known as a shooter and not shoot well. He did not shoot well. He shot 32% from the field. He had almost 500 attempts overall shooting the three-pointer for his long career, and he he was under he was at 32%. That's not good. That's not good at all. Again, it was terrible. Yep, you can't you can't disappear from games like that again, especially when your big man goes down. So let's say at Atlanta, Trey Young is having an off game because you know, what I'm saying I keep it one hundred. I'm a Trey Young fan, but you know, there's times where he, he his stroke ain't landed. Are you gonna have two players whose stroke ain't landed, or are you gonna have you know Trey Young whose stroke ain't landed, and then you got Cam Reddish who defer the ball and don't he want to shoot? That was the type of player he was at Duke. He has to develop that mindset, you know, that I can't defer. You know, what they always say, to just keep shooting. You got to shoot till you get your stroke down, but he has to work on maybe correcting, you know, his mechanics or something because it, it wasn't working. I didn't see it the same way Bobo said he didn't see it. So that's why I'm going to leave it like that. Uh, and I'm like you said, on, he took 500 of them, so he kept shooting. He kept shooting. He took 500. He did. So that's, why, that's why I mentioned he had to maybe change up the mechanics or something because they were not falling here. So you going right. from a you know from a high school three point uh, range to a college three point range. Now you are shooting from an NBA three point range. So you can't tell me it's going to get better shooting the same way he did. That's my point. Uh, and I also point out range. But I will point out this too: when there was big shot needed, Kentucky, Louisville, and other games. He came through in those games where he did score the points. Like I said, in the first half, in the first quarter, I won't say the first half. In the first quarter of this season, if he'd have kept playing like that, people wouldn't have talked about him. He's been the top five football all day. It's because he fell off the rest of the season. That was the difference. So I'm trying to tell you that the talent was there, it was being exploited. And now we're about to see it get exploited in the NBA. And I think he's going to be a better NBA player than he ever was in college. 
We gonna see. Otherwise, we gonna kiss yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. That's all I see, man. He's gonna be a dirty man out there. He gonna he gonna be a Jamal Crawford to me. That's how I look at it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Jamal Crawford was a starter for a long time. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, Jamal Crawford didn't defer. That's that that's key one hundred. He didn't defer. And that's what and that's Jamal what Kevin Reddick did. Stroke coming out to him I, under, too, I understand that though, but hey, but but he's he gonna be a Jamal Crawford. I'll take that in. But I'm just saying he could develop into that. That's what I'm saying. But again, yeah, I got he can't defer. He could, he could be yeah, a, he could he, he could be a six man like Jamal Crawford. I got Jamal Crawford, right. And he could develop <laughs> it and he could be that person that could come off but as a starter, no. Nah, he defers, man. He defers too much. I you can't you can't defer the NBA. I'm sorry. If that shot is there, yeah. you have to you gotta be confident to take it. Seriously. Yeah, like like for real. Got to, man. You defer in the pros, man. man. All right, we like we we definitely gonna be watching. We definitely gonna be watching. So let's do this. Let's take that commercial break. We uh, a little overdue here. Um, so y'all hang tight with us. Hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with y'all from the sideline, guys. Welcome back, family. It's you guys from the sideline, guys. Thank you all for listening to a word from our sponsor. And we're just about to get into our Let's Talk About It uh, segment here. So we're going to talk about free agency, and we're just going to stick with our teams. We're going to talk to Bulls. We're going to talk to Lakers. And then we're going to throw you all a surprise team after we get done talking about those two teams here. So uh, giving it up to Charlie. Well, let's talk about these Lakers here because uh, we said we was going to talk about that after break. Um, so y'all gave up a lot for AD, and you don't even have a starting lineup. So – won't you go on here to talk about that? What, what, what the Lakers going to do here in free agency, brother? Oh, okay. Outside of trying to sign Carmelo. Okay. You know what? Okay, okay. Right, you took the first shot. That's cool. I think that's going to get on Chicago. Oh, okay. I can't wait. I'm going to make mine short and sweet. I sure is. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, as far yeah, we need to give up the house. Um, I'm, I, I'm, me being a diehard Lakers fan that I am, Man, we gave up a lot, but I mean, when you get someone like AD, that's once in a lifetime player, that you know that averages a double double and then give you almost three blocks, you you have to make that move. And again, LeBron is not getting younger; he's getting older as well. So as far as his prime goes, that in his prime, he got like two years left, maybe in his prime. So why not put AD with him? And then now that the West is open, now as far as going to what the lineup is going to be, I don't know. I mean, you definitely don't want to go and get a big free agent. You don't want to do that because you don't know if you're going to have 20, almost $24 million by July 6th or you're going to have almost $34 million by July 30th. If I am Rob Polinka, which I'm not because I don't like Rob Polinka because he's a snake, uh, but <laughs> – um, if, you know, if I was him, because I, you know, play devil's advocate, you know, being, you know, GM, I would go get shooters. Um, just get some shooters. Um, bring back some of the players that you have. You know, Roger Rondo, I definitely bring him back. Um, you may, you know, bring back um, Javale McGee. You know, see if he'll come back as well. Um, they got a couple draft picks over there um, as well. They're not your starters, but, you know, they could be, you know, come off the bench. But you definitely don't want to put all your money on a max player. 
unless you're going to get it for cheap, unless you're going to get it for cheap as well. So if you're not going to get it for cheap, you're not going to have to sign a, a, a two-year deal with a player option, then don't do it, you know, seriously. Because, again, by Clay Thompson and, and Kevin Durant going down, Golden State, the West is – it's. I put it to you like this. If the Lakers get shooters and Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant don't come back next year, then it's theirs. It's theirs for the taking. They'll be in the finals. Now, can they win it? It remains to be seen. I would like, I would love it if they win it, you know, because I want the Lakers to get that cool championship. But again, you don't want to spend all your money just on a max free agent. You want to get players that can shoot because LeBron is comfortable with shooters around him. And AD would be more comfortable with shooters around him as well. And I definitely like if they brought Roger Rondo back because Roger Rondo had his best season with the Pelicans when he played with Anthony Davis over there as well. Also, mm-hmm. okay, so, okay. again, again, you want to be smart, not dumb. You know, like that saying is, you know, you want to, you know, you want to work smart, not hard. You know, so again, do that, see, you'll be good. That's just my take on that. I no, nobody call him Carmelo Anthony. Just let him just be a USA champion just, and stay at home. You know, just stay at home with my life. You know, go from there, whatever. You know, as well, keep making. You know, keep keep making, show, keep doing roles like he was in some of their arcade and go from there. You know, don't bring him back because he does. You know, he washed up. So, you know, so unless he's gonna hey. give you. Hey, I'm just saying, man. I mean, what can he? I mean, unless he gonna give you fifteen or twenty <laughs> off the bench. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. If you gonna do that, hey. bring back D Wade. You gonna go and bring back D Wade. I'm saying, if you gonna bring Carmelo. Hey, D Wade is smart. He retired. Melo didn't. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey, 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 that's true. I'm just saying. That's just that's just how I feel about that, man. You know. So again, you know, hope you let him do the right thing. You know, like the like that movie in the 80s, and just be smart. Don't do nothing stupid, man. You got AD, you got LeBron, you got one of the top five, you got two of the top five players in the league on the same team. Be smart with it. Please don't be done with it. Please don't. I'm begging you. Please don't be that dysfunctional like the Bulls uh, front office organization. Ooh, did I say that? I'm sorry. I'll let y'all go ahead and have y'all conversation. <laughs> uh, like well, that, uh... I, 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 hold on. Let me jump on this one because I just want to speak. Now, I know you're not trying to say Kuzma a top five player, but yes, AD is, but who doesn't? Oh, LeBron, of course. Uh, oh, you mean the quitter? Oh. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I mean it's okay. It's, it's okay. Look here, look here. Let, me, let me just say this. Let me say this. I'm not a LeBron James fan. Let's just get that understood. My favorite player retired, okay? And he scored 60 <laughs> points in his last game. I think it was 60 or 62. I can't remember with Kobe Bryant. So, again... LeBron is on the team. I have to respect that as well. But when the man is on his game, the man could be a top five player in the league, to hands down as well. Um, also, and he playing with one of the best big men in the league as well, which is Anthony Davis. So, again, the them two. Say what? The best big man. Yeah, big, big, yeah, I agree with that. So, again, when LeBron James is on his game and he's healthy, he's by far one of the best, one of the best, one of the best players in the game, hands down. So again, but he just got to stay healthy. So that is how I feel about that, man. So we'll just see. Okay, okay, all right. So Lajean, I'm gonna pass to you. What do you think the Bulls gonna do in free agency? And then I'm gonna jump on in on the Bulls as well too. Well, I did you know. know. Speak a little bit about. I I I speak a little bit about. <laughs> I heard that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard him trying to make a little pork in there. It's all good. That's why I'm gonna speak on the Lakers first. <laughs> <laughs> but you no, I'm gonna be honest. The, uh, the 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 AD trade 
it's, it's twofold. It's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It's going to make them contenders this year. I give them that. Do I yep. think they are championship contenders this year? Not unless you put a number of small pieces around Adding another superstar is only going to hurt them. Yep. They, they have that. Right now, it's kind of feels like the Bulls were. They had two superstars and a star, which was Tony Kukoc. You know what I'm saying? And then a specialist, which was Dennis Rodman. So y'all need a specialist that's going to know his place, whether it be a point guard in Rajon Rondo, who will potential uh-huh. is assist chasing or finding Kentavious Caldwell Pope and bringing him back because y'all need a score, somebody who can put points on the board, and that's going to take full doing. However, I do think this trade hurts them long term because it's really only got LeBron for another two years, if that, and that's him choosing to opt into that next year after that. Then you're looking at the fact that you have no draft picks literally for the next five years. After LeBron retires in about two years, and if AD chooses to resign next year, depending on what y'all do as far as free agency after this first year, because like he said, yeah, I'll play my last year, but I am going to test free agency. I think that hurts them down the road. So it's a lot that can hurt them, but depending on what AD does, it could bring a lot of people. LA that could still have y'all compete even with the blind leaders. But it definitely won't be through the draft. Now, with that being said, I'll say the Chicago Bulls. I think this is one of the best drafts the Bulls have had in the last five, six years. They use both of their picks instead of selling them off. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No other team is not that smart. They drafted not only for me, but they did draft the best player available at that time. And I think that's what they ended up getting. It's funny how the best player available happened to be a player of need when you look at Kobe White. Um, the Bulls right now have a solid starting five, a more than capable starting five. And they have some players coming back to the some That will Carter who will be coming back. You got Denzel Valentin who will be coming back. You got Chandler Hutchinson who will be coming back. All of these players can play two, three. Dean just signed Daniel Gardner, who's going to be an awesome four or five rotation with Mark Kennedy and uh, 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 Wendell Carter. So now it's about filling the proper roles. I say go and get a reliable point guard. Somehow find a way to trade Felicio and Chris Dunn. Bring in a Pat Beverly. Hell, I would bring in a D. Rose because he's similar to the type of style that the point guard we drafted in Kobe White played. So that would be a good benefit for him, especially since Rose is now happy being the fixed man. He would be worried to coming off of your bench as your backup point guard because you know you can get 20 out of him at any given night. So it's going to be about making sure they fill out their bench pieces. But I could see them going and grabbing Pat Beverly because he's a damn good leader. That's one thing Derek Rose lacks. He's not the one that's the outspoken leader. And I think for a young team like this, you need somebody who's going to be outspoken. So you get Derek Rose to play the role on the court. You get a player like Pat Bell or somebody like that to play the role off the court because you're definitely going to need that in the locker room since I don't think they'll re-sign Lopez, being that they did go ahead and draft Daniel Barton. So this team has a few ways to go. I think they're going to open up some money as well by letting go of Miro Sheik and the NBA to let them get the uh, medical system. So there's some opportunity there. I think they got a solid team right now. Um, depending on how Boylan and the coaches coach this team, they could get to a 6 or a 7 seed in the NBA all right. Um, I'm going to speak on – just touch on the Lakers real quick. I'm going to have to agree with Bobo here. Um, no max players. 
you definitely need to, you know, just go and get you some shooters out there. They'll have enough money for the players that's out there. You do have to still find you, though. So this is where I'm going to kind of somewhat disagree with you, Charlie. Um, you do have to at least find you a starting point guard and a starting shooting guard to go with the rest of your lineup there. Because right now, to me, you only have three starters and AD, LeBron, and then Kyle. Uh, so you got to go find your shooting guard, starting shooting guard, and a, and a starting uh, point guard there, regardless of who you bring in. I'm not going to name names or fits or anything like that, but that's right. what you got to do, find starters. And that back well, that, players who play with the starters, find you some actual starters that you could get within your budget. That's what I'm saying. And that's um, why I say Raja Rondo will be your starter. Yeah. <clears throat> I got you. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like I said, I wasn't going to touch on kids or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to fill out the rest of the, the back end of the roster there as well, too, you know, your bench players and stuff like that. So, well, then that, if they can do that without, you know, breaking a bank and stuff like that, I think they'll be okay. Um, so mm-hmm. now I'm going to talk about the Bulls here. The Bulls have a, uh, I'm going to agree with Lajean, they do have a decent starting five now that they drafted Kobe White. So with Kobe in the starting lineup, Zach Levine, Laurie Martin, uh, Otto Porter, and then Wendell Carter, that's your starting five in my eyesight there. Um, now, the rest of the bench, you need to start just cutting people at the end of the day. You probably need to go ahead and uh, just uh, release Chris Dunn because uh, you're not going to be able to trade him. Um, you can – you just – you're really not. Um, you can go ahead and uh, get rid of uh, Felicio as well, too. I will probably still hang on to Robin Lopez there. Um <clears throat> And then you got Chandler Hustleton, who was just drafted last year. I, uh, he got injured, but I think he could be, you know, a good piece. Denzel Valentine, you know, when he first got drafted uh, and, he, and he won the summer league, I thought that, you know, sky's the limit, but he struggled in that season. And then, uh, again, injuries didn't happen that, you know, put him, you know, a step high. So, you know, the verdict is out on him. Uh, you know, then you still got Antonio Blakely, who probably shouldn't have been brought back over uh, other players um, that the Bulls uh, decided to let go. Walt Lemon Jr., he showed some flashes and stuff. I would probably bring him in for the summer league and see what he can do. And then outside of that, Ryan uh, Archiano, I'm probably uh, butchering his name right now. Um, he came out of nowhere. Archie and that he can... Archie Thank you. Thank you. Um, he, he came out. <laughs> He came out of nowhere and showed he deserved to have a uh, roster spot. Everybody outside outside of that, when we started looking at uh, uh, Shaq Harrison, Brandon Sampson, uh, you know. Timothy Yeah, no, yeah, no. Uh, Wayne Sheldon, you know, we you know we can move on from these dudes here, man. I, you know, uh, otherwise keep them in a suit. And, and, and that's that for me, you know, keep them in the suit. So that being said, my key creating, since I'm, you know, as you see, I'm dropping a lot of people here. I have uh, point guards and I'm looking at, and they're not, uh, they're not Beverly and they're not Rose. Um, my, uh, not my Rose? point guard, not Rose. <laughs> not Rose and not Beverly, like I said. Um, my top point guard to back up. Uh, rookie, or maybe even start out until the rookie, you know what I'm saying, gets uh, comfortable, you know, to take over would be Trey Burke. Trey Burke was nice out there. He's young. He's 27, so he's younger than both Beverly and Rose. He's, he averaged 10.9 points per game, you know, and this was, you know, uh, with the Knicks before he got traded to Dallas, so he still had that average. Um, you know, he came off the bench when he went to Dallas, so his numbers actually did drop because they was looking pretty good when he was with the Knicks. Um, he, uh, his assist was about 3.6 and his rebound was 2.1. Uh, again, younger, uh, unrestricted free agents and only six years in the league, you know, and this was a, a kid who came out of Michigan 
and he was, um, you know, he was a, a, a top high school uh, basketball player of his state. You know, he uh, he ended up winning a national championship with Michigan. You know, uh, he had to, you know, bounce around the D League a little bit, but he found himself in a, as a pro. So, you know, this is a good fit for the team. You know, he has the size. You know, he has that speed. He has a good shooting stroke. He plays D. Again, you could just, you know, if if, if the rookie's not ready, he can start out and then you can just pass the keys over to the rookie and come up the bench and still do some um, do some good things for you. So that's that's uh, that's who I would be looking at there as uh, my backup point guard there. So, well, um, let me go ahead, go ahead, Swan, go ahead. I want to finish your thoughts. Go ahead, throw your thoughts. Go ahead, and then I'll finish yeah, thoughts. I, I could pretty much say trade. I could pretty much have Trey Burton coming to LA. If he don't yeah, want to come so out the bench and score, I, I, yeah, that'd be a starter, I, yeah, I you know, because he's still young. <laughs> he, yeah, of yeah, course. Cool. I, can, young, I can see and he was, he's still and young, he and he can play. over the starting job with the Knicks over there. So, again, exactly. they wouldn't be in position to need a point guard if they would have kept right. him over there with the Knicks, mm-hmm. uh, like was mentioned earlier when we exactly. were talking about drafting. Exactly. Right. But at the same time, at the same time, there's two other point guards out there that people need to be looking at. Not only is not one mission for the polls, is because they are going to command a significant amount more, and that's going to be Elsworth Tatum, uh, who's in New Orleans right now, his contract is up, and Dennis Schroeder, who's in OKC, his contract is up. That's two point guards who I could see significantly improving the team. I see the Lakers might go up in front of them as well. I would say Schroeder. His shot is inconsistent to me at times. Mm, he, I, don't, he, I don't think so. He's he, he, he been kind of inconsistent, but he, inconsistent. he could he come off your bench. He could come off the bench. Yeah, he come off the bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not but not as a starter. I can see Trey Burton being more of a starter for the Lakers than um, than uh, Schroeder because you got to think about it. He was a starter for uh, for Atlanta, and Atlanta moved on. Atlanta traded traded him. Yeah, Two, they moved on. Um, from but him. They moved on well, from remember, him. Remember, you're not looking for a scoring point guard with the type of players that you have that's going to score. He's a good distributor. That's true too. Both of them. That's true. That's true. But he, but he liked, he liked the defense at times too. Yeah. He likes defense. He likes defense. He does. He does do that. He does do that. So, so so, yeah. I'll say this. That means y'all going after Michael Carter Williams. Oh no! Oh no! I don't. No, I know. Not not that. Don't don't be shocked. Don't be shocked. I, I mean that's fine, but we definitely going that. We're about to. Well, I put like see like this, and I let let twenty finish his thought. I we go out to Pat Bev before we go out to uh, D Rose. I tell you that, but I tell you that much. So D Rose, I mean D Rose is more of a backup, but I don't see him going to Chicago. I don't see I don't see him the way everything everything went down right. with him. I don't see him going back to Chicago, man. I, right. I don't see it. I, I don't see it. especially if if he's gonna go back to Chicago, he don't want to start. He ain't gonna want to come off the bench. I'm just gonna keep 100 because that's what he's saying. He just said he was happy being the sixth man of the year. He wants to win the sixth man of the year award. He's gonna have this one starter award. Not even a sixth man of the year. Man, hey, I, I don't see him coming back either. There's still too much tension there. You know, um, that's like saying get Bobby Portis back over at the Bulls, and right. we've seen tweets. We've seen tweets from him after the trade. So you know, that's not happening. You know, uh, that's or I could I could swing it a different way. I could say that's like saying the Bulls could get Jimmy Butler back, and he was very upset how everything ended, and you know, felt like he was mm-hmm. lied to. So you know, uh, but anyway, 
uh, outside of Trey Burke, they can't land him another one that they can get that would fit the Bulls could get that would fit under they under they uh, under their salary. Um, you know, would be Terry Rozier who's sitting out there. So um, there's a guy who you know saying pretty much got demoted for no reason at all. Uh, you know, so uh, if well, he doesn't sign with Boston. And again, to me, uh, I, and, and no disrespect to Kyrie because I'm a Kyrie fan. Uh, there was no reason he shouldn't have played more minutes than he played and been oh, able definitely. to, you know, look like look yeah, like Rozier yeah. with, with yeah. you know, in, in the year that Kyrie was hurt. So, uh, so again, these are two players that I can't call budget players because they both, but they are in the budget. You know what I'm saying? They won't command a high salary. Uh, they both have starting experience, and they're both very young. Again, Trey Burke's 27, Terry Rozier 25. Both can fit, you know, what the Bulls are doing. So if you can't get one, you you, you can land the other. But I don't go after Derrick Rose, you know, just because, again, we all know the history on that. And I don't go after Patrick Beverly, you know, because it's he has been a starter in this league, but he's older now. He's It's not the same Patrick Beverly you're going to get. You want to keep this team young with experience, that you go after these type of guys with the experience that's young who can bring, you know, some significant value without breaking the right. bank. Right. And I'm gonna touch on this too, then I just pass it back to Lavina to get his last word in. I could see I could see a Terry Rozier and a Patrick Beverly coming to LA. I could see I could see Terry Rozier spinning in with uh A D uh LeBron and Kyle Kuzma. I I could I could see that I could see that exactly I say it again. He's going to bring that defensive side. That's exactly. That's to take some time off. Exactly. Right. I can see Pat, Pat Beverly coming over there, too, as well, because he want to win a championship. Even though I get Pat Beverly wants to come to Chicago, but keep in mind, if he got a chance to play with LeBron and AD mm-hmm. and want to win a championship, because it, it's open in the West. It, it's right. open. It, it, it's open. It's open. I see Golden State being a 7 8 seed, hands down. Hands down. I don't see them being a top five team in the West. No. 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 Not with no. all the injuries and everything. No, no injuries. So, yeah, and, it and is Shia Liv- in the West. And Shia Livingston and um, Andre Iguodala talking about retiring as well. Too. Right. So, you got to yeah. replace them. Those are yeah, top bangers right like there. Yep. Yeah, you got to figure it out. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and do this. Let's just go and get our final thoughts in and just close out the show here. Uh, so, after you, Lajean, since you are a guest on the show, what's your final thoughts for today's show? What? Well, I'm going to keep it NBA. I'm going to keep it NBA live, just like that. That's what's up. Denver. That's what's up. Denver. Love what they did by getting Bo Bo. Yeah. him behind Nurkic, I think it's going to be amazing for them. The same thing about uh, Portland. I think they did some special things. I think uh, getting um, – Usage uh, practice would be amazing for them because that's one of the things that was missing in the playoffs last year that's going to make them strong. I feel the playoffs are going to see two teams from the West, possibly three teams from the West, jump in and three teams fall out. I think the three teams that's going to jump in is going to be the Sacramento Kings, the LA Lakers, and the New Orleans Pelicans. I think even in their first year, the amount of talent that they just attribute can sneak into the playoffs as a 7 or 8 that being said, I think the Bulls are going to sneak into the playoffs this year. I think the Boston Celtics are going to fall depending on who they find because I think they're losing too much. They need too much leadership and they need too much strength. So with that, I see them falling. I see uh, Washington probably taking a step up, but I still don't see them as a playoff team, which is also the side of Bulls to get in. 
mm-hmm. I believe Kawhi Leonard will re-sign with the Toronto Raptors, depending on what the Toronto Raptors do with his sidekick and some of the pieces that they need to resign to keep this team strong and ready. Because I don't think they get there without Kyle Lloyd. I think Kyle Lloyd does a big part. Um, I think they need to figure out what they're going to do with center because I know that Marcus All is a long-term answer, especially at this age. So with that being said, you know what I'm saying? I think the NBA is going to hold a lot. And uh, my last and final thoughts, they're 13-3 with the Super Bowl. Charlie, take it away. Appreciate it. Well, I mean, pretty much what my final thoughts is, is that the NBA is changing every single year. I mean, you. I mean, I want to see it. Where is that? They get rid of this one year, this one, the one, the one year going to college, and just having just just having these kids just come in right away. I mean, it's just a, it's just a waste of one year for these kids. They don't fit. They don't finish college. You know, it's just, it's pointless for them. You know, I mean, you you're seeing top prospects now going overseas and playing. I love it, and you're getting paid for it. So you ain't just going there just playing for free. You you getting paid for it, and you getting mm-hmm. that experience because you playing against grown men. Mm-hmm. You, you don't you see what I'm saying? So again, what I'll be happy. They say it was gonna happen in, in a couple of years, but I'd be so happy when they get rid of this going to college for one year, just going back to the old school days, back in the, back in the early '90s, coming out of high school, go right into the NBA, get ready for the NBA as well. I mean, I still like the college game. Don't get me wrong. But if a kid don't want to go to college and have to and have to play a year, just give them like a damn it, don't force them to go. You know, so that's how I look at it. But man, it's just again, the landscape is, is the NBA the NBA landscape is is changing all the time. And I can't wait for the summer league to see what these young kids do. And I'm definitely gonna be looking at Cam Reddish to see where this potential was at. <laughs> I didn't see it. I know Twine didn't see it. I know a lot of people that didn't see it. I'm ready to see it. So if I don't see it, I will be saying something, and we will be inviting you back on to see where this potential at. Because I'm going to be writing everything down, stat for stat-wise. So I'm like, this was potential here, but it wasn't potential. It should have been potential, but it wasn't potential. So that's just all I'm going to say on that. So I'm going to let you have your final thoughts, Tony, before we end the show. All right. My final thoughts here, I'm going to go ahead and just put it to the NBA, too. I'm going to say both the East and the West is wide open. but um, And I think Kyrie is going to bounce from uh, from Toronto. I think he opted out just so he can get over there with the Clippers. So I'm putting it out there right now. It's already been word that he wanted to get back home. We know he ain't going to L.A. And you know he ain't going to go to state. So going back home to Cali is going to end up being the Clippers. Now, uh, moving forward on my final thoughts with the NBA, uh, going back to the East again, uh, because a lot of people, you know, focus on the West and being open, but the East mm-hmm. is really wide open. But I got a sleeper team that y'all need to watch out for, and y'all ain't going to think so, but when I break it down real quick, you'll understand why. The Boston Celtics. Losing Kyrie and losing Al Horford is probably the best thing for them. This team gets to be the team that made a nice run in the playoffs when both Gordon Hayward and Kyrie were hurt. You know, Jason Tatum gets to be himself again and get back to playing like himself. If they decide to sign Terry Rozier again, uh, if they get to sign Terry Rozier again, he gets to be himself again. 
Jalen Brown can be himself as a player again, you know. Um, and then they went out there and drafted a ton, a slew of other good players. You got Carson Edwards, you know, at a point guard who can also be a slasher uh, type of uh, shooting guard if you wanted to, just because the size yeah, of yeah. you kind of mix it up a little bit. You got mm-hmm. Romeo Linkford who played uh, at Indiana, who's a point guard um, that they possibly would move to shooting guard because of his size here. Then you, you know, you went further and you got. Grant Williams, you know, was excellent over there in Tennessee at the power forward position. Yeah. And then yeah. you even drafted, you know, national championship point guard Ty Jerome over there. And then you have the sleeper kid uh, from a small school, uh, Trademont Waters over there as well, too. This team is yeah. going to be loaded, man. You you cannot sleep on them. You, you know, Trademont Waters, even though he went to you, uh, he went to LSU, and, and you you can't trust me. You can't sleep on this kid. Yeah, I know LSU didn't have a good good pass season this year, but this kid is talented. So that being said, and this will put them right back in position. Remember, they got Taco Charles too. Yeah, they got Taco too. So I can't forget about him. He still <laughs> needs some refining, but you know, it, 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 it's there. It's there. So this team right. gets to you know saying roll with most of their original uh, playoff roster and let these young boys get in and you know come off the bench and just develop themselves. Right. Don't sleep on Boston. You know, saying just you know totally being demolished and, you know, almost in a rebuild mode. With those draft picks that they had picked up and maneuvering things around, uh, Danny Ainge knew exactly what he was doing. That team, you know, again, the East is still wide open, but that team going to be right back in the hunt, and you're going you gonna to oh, yeah. see them the way they was the year before. That's how I'm looking at that one. So that's it. For a me lot of ball that. movement, which made them good. They they had a lot of ball movement. That's what made them good. They knew too. Man, it set all of them up. It set them up all night. And the floor spacing and everything. Plus they played defense. You know, every last one of them played defense where you right. got – you know, uh, Gordon Haywood, he he going to have to sit at the end of the bench, you know, to play with these boys because they bringing that athleticism, you know, on both ends. He, you got you to gotta come correct with this, with this team here. So, But that's it for me on my final thoughts. We're going to go ahead and close it out. So, Charlie, go ahead and hit him with your handle. I appreciate it, man. So, my turn is Charlie8606. Man, I appreciate everybody showing us love and support, man. And like I always say, man, at the end of every show, man, we just going to keep this train going. And again, we still ain't got on baseball yet, man. That that the yep. that central division between Milwaukee and Chicago is getting heated up, Twenty. Oh man, yes, we we a half game up, man. I, I I'm getting kind of nervous, Twenty. I'm 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 getting nervous, man. But I'm yeah, I'm yeah. back to you, man. I'm I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous. Uh, yeah. You didn't hit him with your hand. Oh, you did hit him with the handle. Okay. Yeah, hey, well, man, so my hand. Right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, my handle uh, uh, for Twitter and Instagram, Brandy underscore Elite. The email is from the sideline guys with an S at gmail.com. Uh, man, we appreciate the love. And like Charlie said, uh, man, yeah, we ain't got the baseball yet. So we we about to get it in now. You know, we about to really be focusing on that for a lot of baseball fans here. So yep. uh, our special guest, Lajean, go ahead and hit him with your handle. It's your boy at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E. Yes, and since y'all speaking on baseball, I just wanted to be said it looks like the White Sox is starting to look a little good there. You know what I'm saying? So far, hey. we're soft-sided. Hey. I'll represent hey. you all. They still in second place. Looking hey. good in second place. <laughs> you know, I'm just hey. saying. 
You don't, know. Don't, don't, don't let that record fool you. We ain't going to debate because we know that now. Yeah, don't please, let the record yeah, fool you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, debate that, we'll debate that after the show. Yeah, we'll debate that after the show, you know. So, you know, I mean, you know, having a, having a, a losing record more than the, the more losses than your wins is looking good. Then, I mean, okay, I mean, hey, you know, hey, say hey, something hey, I don't hey, know. Compared to last year, I will give credit. Yeah, compared to last year, I will give credit. They, they, you know, they was last in, in, in a division in the AL Central, and right now they holding down third. So I'll give them well, some credit. You weren't there. supposed to do. See, 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 that's why we both hands like we do. You ain't supposed to get credit. They the enemy. Hey, they the enemy, hey. We, we, we know they the enemy. You we know they the enemy. I'm just giving credit where credit is due. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I got to get credit. So really we, we give credit Only to one team can we represent. Hey. And it's gonna be the Cubs all day, baby. Watch this. <laughs> no matter which team win the championship, we all gonna be happy in Chicago. Oh, for sure. No, 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 no. You know it. You know it. You know it all day long. All day long, for real. But that's what's up. So we're gonna go ahead and close out the show then. We appreciate y'all. Hit that subscribe button. Come back and listen to the next show. Let everybody know about us. Man. So we closing out. This is from the sideline guys, y'all. From the sideline guys. Oh, no problem. Problem. Yeah, thanks for coming back on. Thanks bro. for coming back. Yes, for sure. You won't be back on more. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're going to have you know back I will. on. Yeah, no doubt. All right. All right. So we closing out. We out, y'all.